Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the QBO Show. It's 2 o'clock Pacific, 5 Eastern, so glad to have you aboard uh, today for another uh, edition. I think we'll go about 30 minutes today and just go through a bunch of common QBO questions from certification events that seem to be pretty thematic and uh, across all different audiences. And uh, Woody Adams here uh, with Intuit, product consultant, and uh, opinion statements or views that I might express on the show might not necessarily reflect those, reflect those of Intuit. Intuit's not affiliated with the show. And then, of course, Stacey Kildall is on as well. Stacey, how's it going today? Uh, I think it's going pretty well. Um, nice. I'm in Kansas. Yeah. Kansas. I, uh, I'm weather here, like there? I'm in, Snow yet? Cold? Uh, no, it's just kind of, um, I don't know, it's a little overcast. It maybe rained a little bit, just kind of dreary. I'd say it's dreary. Yeah. 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 It's not too bad. It's kind of chilly, too. But, uh, yeah, it's not bad. No, that's cool. I mean, it could be I've only driven through, yeah, I've only driven through Kansas uh, several times, cross country several times, and you always go through Kansas, but, uh, or I have. But, uh, I've, it's been a long time, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know much about it. I don't either. But, I've only uh, been here a couple times. Yeah. I was in Kansas City once or two years ago. I think I'm uh, in 2013 for Find Freedom. So we're in a large. I'm in a oh, large cool. firm. We're doing large firm training today. Yeah. Nice. So like QBO that's what we cert got going on. stuff. QBO cert. Yep. QB- um, it was pretty fun. We had a good time. Good group. Nice. Nice. Um, so. We got some. Oh, by the way, MB's here. MB Raimondi's here in Tucson. She's doing a QBO cert on site. Donna Almond's here, and uh, I forget. Oh, nice. Uh, the other trainer uh, that's been training for a while from California. Uh, she's got Aaron? a hyphenated last name. You probably know her. Yes, Aaron. Yep. Aaron. Yep. So, yep. Very cool. It's nice yes, to meet her. Good people. Uh, put a face to the name. Yeah. Very cool. So. Um, uh, just all right. Everybody, I want to. Wait, 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 wait. I just want to let everybody know I, I won't have Please. the uh, chat open because um, the Wi-Fi that I'm on is absolutely abysmal. So no chat. Apologize. And it's probably going to be a short show. We're probably only going to do about 20, 30 minutes because um, yeah. I got to hop in the car and head out uh, back to Kansas City. We're about two hours because Tasha has Natasha Gorman has a, uh, a, a plane to catch. So short show. No right chat. We, I apologize because yeah. that's my fault. Yeah. No, no, no. It's good. I'm glad we're still doing one um, and keeping on with the questions. Now, we had one hanging over from uh, last week about, remember, uh, when yeah. you, like how long does a data hang out in, when you log into QBO and, and you see these canceled companies and it says your data will be canceled, uh, your file will be canceled on November 1st. That's what I, I had one of those. So I waited 
And then yesterday I checked it and it was still there. So I'm like, all right, so it's still there. Let's see. And then today I checked it after this big desktop webinar I had this morning uh, and it's gone. So sometime last night, there is we do remove it from the servers. I don't know if we archive it somewhere and it could be brought back. I don't know what happens, but literally a gone. year and maybe. Okay. So maybe like 366 days uh, is is what we can yeah. find. But, I mean, 365, pretty close. So when people say, yeah, 365, I mean, that's that's true. It happened. I went in this today, and I'm like, wow, gone. So pretty cool. That's um, pretty cool. And I think it is gone, gone. Because yeah. I've had people try contact support, contact care, and they've been told it's yeah. just flat out. It's done. It's gone. So wow. you don't do well, something we need for the space. That, that year mark. Yeah. Right, you do. You probably, probably need faster. To yeah, <laughs> and and that's why I think a best practice is to convert back to desktop just in case. You might as well if you're going to cancel it and you have account edition or something, convert it back. Just leave it somewhere, just in case in 15 months the client comes back and uh, you know you could convert back again or something. Anyway, just something to consider. Right, right. Other question, why is it sometimes when you manually pay payroll taxes outside of QuickBooks, it doesn't match up to the liability? Uh, I will explain that. Manually pay. Because this, okay, thank you. The, yeah. <laughs> so an example of this, uh, I deal with this with the state of Michigan quite often. You can't pay unemployment liabilities through QBOP or QuickBooks full service payroll or even IOP into an online payroll for accountants. Um, what you have to do is you have to – Tell QuickBooks Online that you've made the payment, um, but I generally don't recommend doing that until after you've gone because you have to log into the. It's called the MyWAM. W. It's M I W A M, um, and it's how you pay Michigan unemployment tax. So you go in and you pay your tax, and it's rounding. It's a rounding issue. Usually, it's a couple pennies off, and so what you do is you make the payment online to whatever tax agency that you have to make the payment, um, to which you have to make the payment, and then you just go into QuickBooks Online, and then you can go in and you can um, you have to make the adjustment. And usually what you um, can do is you can post it in QuickBooks Online, and then when the transaction comes in through the bank feed, you can find that transaction, and then there's a way in the bank feed to account for, like, an adjustment, and you can pick an account for to to fix the the little differences between, you know, the state's website when you, or, or the, you know, local municipality uh, website, and then you can do it that way. Or you can contact support and have them make the adjustment, but I find that it's a lot easier just to post the payment in QuickBooks um, online, um, make the payment, and then make the uh, offset the difference when through the bank huh. feed. Nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, through the bank feed. Good yep. to know. Very cool. Yeah, because you'll click you're on the transaction. You're choosing the appropriate account. Say, right, you choose yeah, the appropriate account, right, in the drop-down. Okay, got it. Yep, and yep. then you'll just say, you know, account for the difference, and then it allows you to choose the account, that, you know, whatever account you want to choose, and then you're good to go. Oh, you can even choose a liability? That's how I do Yeah. Isn't um, it a liability? Yeah, yeah, wow, that's pretty cool. Nice. I mean, nice. you can choose whatever account okay, you want. Okay, good to know. You generally don't want to choose, you don't want to make, choose a liability account because, QuickBooks payroll is usually the one calculating. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it's going to throw but, off your liability. But isn't that impacting so, the liability? Oh, all right, all right. I'm, I must be overthinking it. Never mind. Well, I mean, it depends. Or under, like if under it's underthinking. 
Yeah. Well, it depends on what type of liability it is. Like if it's unemployment, that's not that's an expense, so you're going to post it to the an expense account. But if it's withholding, then that's a whole different ball game. But usually for me because yeah. it's almost always unemployment that I can't pay directly through QBOP and I have to pay outside of QuickBooks Online or IOP. Okay. It's generally going to be unemployment and I post it to an expense account, nice. the same expense account to which the the actual liability you know is offset by so that's what i do okay no very cool very cool here's a question for you um, i got a question for you yes yes if i have a company set up in quickbooks online payroll which is also referred to as qbop is it possible mm. for me or my clients to upgrade to quickbooks full service payroll or what is affectionately referred to as qbfsp Yes, I believe it is possible. I, I know that support has to get involved, though, uh, yeah. to do something on the back end say, and then to set it up. But, yeah, you wouldn't lose yep. your data. I, yeah, okay. So um, now You do have to contact support, and you can also go from yeah. service payroll to QuickBooks Online payroll as well. But you have to have support do it, I believe. I believe you can go yes, from one to totally. the other. Totally. That one's one has yeah. to be – yeah. Either one has to be done through support. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, what if I enter all my clients' info, but they display by their email? How can I change that? So my is that when they're like creating the sub and uh, the company name has the email address or something? I'm trying to think of what that's. What was that scenario from? Do you remember the question at the event? So. Um, what it is is I think this is referring to like when you're setting up the client and the client list to QBOA. Yeah. Um, and for whatever reason, it's showing up as an email. I'm not sure exactly where this is coming from, but what I think yeah. is the, 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 the name in the client list is actually the email address. And all you have to do is when you're in your client list is click on the company, the client name and then click edit, yep. and then just go edit mm -hmm. the display name so that it shows up as the client, you know, company name or the, no, it. you know, the, whatever it is that it, you want. It's interesting. I uh, Sometimes I'll see the, na the name of a QBA is the email address, and I'm like, wow. And I, I remember when you set up a QBA, there is a spot for a company name, but sometimes it's just like, you'll see your email address as the name of the QBA. And it's super easy to change under the gear icon, yeah. company settings, you just change yep. it. But still, it's just interesting how that, that happens. So don't be surprised if you see that or alarmed. There's always a way to change this kind of stuff for sure without support. Exactly. Yeah, without support. Pretty easy. Just if it's to, your company name totally. in, the, in the QBO subscription, all you, like you said, all you got to do is gear icon, account settings. But if you don't want to mess with the client, and maybe the client wants their email address or whatever, and you don't want to edit the the actual QBO subscription, yeah. you can do it from QBOA and do it through the client list. If you just click on the name and then go edit, and you can adjust that. It's pretty easy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is interesting. I'm not really uh, – is there a way to do an invoice template that would invoice many bundles? I mean, I can yeah. – yeah, I could create a recurring invoice and just in the target area where the items, I could put all the the bundles I want, assuming that's what they mean, recurring transactions. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Absolutely. it's it's one of those things where you you can do a template, and I talk about this a lot of times when we do training, and I think I even mentioned it today, where if you or your clients, like if you're an accounting professional or, and you have clients who have invoices that have a lot of line items that they use often enough where it's becoming a pain in the ass to enter all those line items yeah. or it's, um, but they don't use it on a regular basis. You can create that invoice template. What I usually tell people to do is assign it, like create a customer called like blank um, or like underscore blank or ZZZ blank or something like that. So it shows up either the top of your customer list or the bottom um, yeah. and assign yeah. it to a, a create a recurring transaction to that customer with all of those line items and make the recurring transaction unscheduled so that when they, they just go to the recurring transaction list and they can just use it when they need it. It's not like it's going to happen every month or every week. They can just go use it whenever, whenever it's needed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a, no, that's really cool. Go for it. I have a question for you. It's actually um, kind of a two-part question. Wait, are you ready? Totally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How easy? <laughs> You're like maybe, maybe not. Um, no, how no. easy are price? <laughs> how easy are price increases for products? Would you do this through import and export, or is there a specific way to do this easily? So. I know you can bring in the product list again. I was just doing this with desktop on a, the webinar this morning, and it asks you some questions. But in QBO, I can't remember if you get the question if you want to override or with blank fields without. I mean, you can always import, but I always thought it added to the list, so it doesn't really update. Well, it doesn't duplicate the items, so it adds other ones to the list, and you can change the prices, and it should update the prices in the products and service list. Importing. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, true. So, oh, the, okay, so the third party. Oh, that's really cool. So TPI does that? Yeah. And updates prices? Oh, nice. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I always see so them as, like, one-time in, importing transactions. I didn't know that, like, people use it periodically to for this reason. This is great. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can use this, like, a lot of times. I mean, this is Transaction Pro Importer, and there's a, a blog article. And I'll post this on Twitter right now if I can get online and do it. Um, but this is really cool because um, what this does is you can use Transaction Pro Importer. Um, let's say, you know, in the example it says is, uh, let's say a decision has been made to increase all selling prices by 5%. So the first thing that you would need to do is um, go into the QuickBooks data and run um, an item list. And then um, you can use Transaction Pro Importer. And I don't know if this is for desktop or if this is for QuickBooks Online, um, but I know that you can use um, QuickBooks. You can use Transaction Pro Importer to do this. Um, and yeah. you can go to you know you can go to Transaction Pro Import. You can go to TransactionPro.com. Um, you can go to apps.com to find it. And then Karen has tons of blog articles that explain how to use the product. So you should be able to use Transaction Pro Importer to um, do those, those changes, I would say. QuickBooks Very cool. Really have no, that's easy great. Way to that's do good it. to know. Yeah. 
No, that's great. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Will the importing transaction program – oh, okay, yeah. So, yes, it does from the bank, too. That was a follow-up question, like, does it import transactions from the bank? I believe TPI does support yeah, importing bank I mean, statements, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can import transactions, but I wouldn't use – you don't need a third-party um, tool to import uh, transactions uh, from the bank because what you can do is you can download, you can export transactions from, like, you know, whatever bank or credit card into, like, a CSV file and then import those into the bank feed, and you don't need a third-party tool for that. You just go to your banking tab, and then you go to um, uh, update, like where you go to the update, and you drop the little menu down, and you choose import. So, you know, let's say you're doing a setup right now, and you can only go back 90 days. If I need to import bank transactions into QuickBooks Online, I don't need third-party software because I can go to the bank and say, okay, mm. give me everything that's before the last 90 days, you know, from PNC or Chase or whatever bank or credit card, and then I can download those to a CSV file, and then I can import those into the bank feed and quickly add them. So you don't even need to do bank transactions. If yeah. if, but if you want to import invoices or vendor bills or, you know, estimates, purchase orders, anything that's not hitting your checking account or your credit card account, you need third-party software for that. Uh, but you can yeah, just import totally. the bank feed awesome. if, you, if it's hitting your, your, bank card, your bank account. Here's one. Nice. Can I create a report nice. using non that just looks at, can I create a report, a report that just is looking at non-posting transactions? Yeah, there, there are already some can reports. There's estimates by customer. There's open purchase order, purchase order detail. Yep. Oh, no, no, sorry, that's purchase detail. Um, but you can filter for purchase orders. There's also some filters, I don't know, posting or non-posting. I think I saw that. But there's also, what's the delayed charge report? It's like unbilled charges or something. But that would also yep. include, yeah, it would include time. But that might include also posting transactions tagged to a customer, but still delayed charge. But, yeah, there's, there's several canned reports. That, that are already there yep. looking at non-posting transactions. It just really I mean, how many are there? What... Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead. It just depends on what type of transaction it is. I mean, there's already, like you said, there's already canned reports in there, but if you want to see a report that shows all of the non-posting transactions, um, I think the easiest way to do it would be to say, give me a transaction detail report and then filter and just select the types of transactions that you want. Yeah, um, and what's I going to say? Mm, yeah, oh, right. How many really non-posting transactions? So you have estimate, delayed charge, purchase order, delayed credit. Uh, is that is that it? There's four of them? Non-posting um, in QBO? Non-posting transactions so. are purchase order, estimate, um, Yeah. Delayed charge, delayed credit, and then time activities. Right. Time, of course. Sorry, I always forget time. Yeah. Oh, man. I it's like, time and again, too. I was I in I forget the, time almost every yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was in, um, uh, I was in, um, the desktop webinar. Now, the only reason why I, I mentioned this is because, it was two and a half hours long for a firm in Louisiana, and I don't do many desktop webinars, so it was kind of fun because it was a chill change of pace, right? 
uh, and it was just kind of refresher and just a deep dive. And there's a lot of stuff. And, and it's funny, you can just talk for hours on desktop, I guess. But they had they gave me an agenda, which was really helpful because, <laughs> hey, we need you to right. present on desktop for two and a half hours. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> so they gave me an agenda, which was really fun. Like I even created a new file and went through the setup wizard. And we're like breaking down all the feature functionality from there. It's kind of like when you go through settings, oh, right? Oh, that's pretty Trying cool. to explain what the product that's does. Cool. It was fun, man. It was fun. And I got to use batch enter transactions to import like 200 checks. And I did, you know, I had all this stuff canned. That's the thing. With, with desktop demos, you have to prepare to can stuff. But in QBO, yeah. if I got a bank feed, man, I'm good. I don't, you know what I mean? Right? It's so much simpler of a platform to, to present on for the most part, unless it's advanced cert. It, it you know then say desktop which has so many more moving parts right. man it's crazy it reminded me how robust that app is um no ah, crap i'm sorry stacy i totally forgot my point but hopefully the the random tangent was okay <laughs> <laughs> what was i talking about oh my gosh uh, <laughs> it's okay i don't know anyway i don't know oh my gosh it's- I don't yeah, know. Oh, oh, payroll, tracking labor burden, payroll. tracking labor burden. So easy, so easy in desktop, man. I was showing like the, a paycheck detail. And I was like, look, see, customer job field, boom. I was just like, oh, so easy. All right, anyway. Yeah, it is so, really easy. So uh, the one thing I want to look at is, um, this is an odd question to me, and I don't think I've ever had anybody ask it. Is there a way to create custom reference numbers for deposits, and I don't think you can assign a reference number to a specific deposit. Like you can assign a reference number to a customer payment, but there's no way there's no way to assign a reference number to a specific deposit in QuickBooks. Online, right. I don't think. A reference number to a deposit? Like yeah, when you make a deposit? Yeah, there's not even a field for that. Yeah, there's not even a field uh, for that. I mean, I right. guess you could. Oh, yeah, there you is. You have to do it all Sorry. the way down at the bottom in the memo. Uh, no, there is a reference number field in between payment method and amount. I'm on it now. I just went here to check. Yeah, but that, no, 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 but that's for, that's for. The um, new deposit. Yeah, that's for the specific, like if you have a check number or something, but if you want the entire deposit to have its own reference number, there's no way to do that. The only way to do it would be down at the bottom in the memo field. Because the reference number on those lines are going to be specific to either the customer payment or whatever line item you're adding in the add new deposit section. So I would say, yes, you can, but you have to use the memo the memo field yeah okay there's no there's no place to put in a a reference number yeah well on the deposit line though so i'm seeing it yeah but Um, those are i know but that's going to be specific for the customer payment that you've received or the line item for the deposit if it's not if the deposit doesn't include customer payments and it doesn't have multiple line items, yes, you could put in a reference number. Oh, right, 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 But if right, you have got multiple got line items, you have multiple items that you're taking to a deposit, each one of those should have its own reference number. So I would say right. a best practice for this would be, yes, you can do it, but you have to do it um, You have to do it with the memo field, I, I would think. 
you, I wouldn't recommend yeah, doing yeah, it on yeah, one of the line items. Yeah, I see it on here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if that's a best practice, Sharon, totally, I would go with that. Because I'm looking at it, and, and it doesn't seem like it's going to work out. Per line, maybe. But, right. Um, but the the payment, I and mean, I don't think the, um, let me see. Let me see. Uh, where is that? Oh, right, more tra audit history. That should show me, like, the deposit link to the payment, right? Deposit. Right. No, and not really. One more comment like that I yeah, like one more thing that I want to mention is I was just looking at like a transaction um a transaction report in QBO. There's no way to customize going back to can I get a report that has all non-posting transactions? There's no way to filter it by posting or non-posting. The only way that you can do it is I would say open up a transaction a transaction report, right? Choose your date yep. range and then go into customize and then under filter, click on transaction type. And then that's where you're going to go in and choose posting or non-posting. So yeah. you have yeah. to click transaction type, drop that down and you can either choose all or you can choose posting, non-posting. And that's how you get um, a transaction report that lists all of your non-posting transactions. So it can be done nice. easily rather than having uh, to select each transaction type, but um, you got to dig a little bit to get it. Hey, are the are the red font questions in this doc we're using? Um, is those ones we already are those? No, I think I use those for. What did we? I think we use those for uh, the articles that we. Oh, oh, I know what they were for. Right, sorry, got it. Never mind, sorry. So yeah. we can ask. So no, can cool. I do recurring charges? Uh, can I do recurring charges? ACH. Well, it's funny because I'm the one, I think, who fonted it red, and I don't even remember. That's pretty sad. Can I do recurring charges <laughs> ACH automatically? <laughs> uh, though I can remember that it was 2003 when we added the pay sales tax module in the desktop. Oh, I can remember that stuff. <laughs> I mean, come on. What the heck's wrong with me? <laughs> ridiculous. Of course, I added that oh, into it this awesome. morning. Oh man! All right. Oh, Anyways, so can I do recurring um, <laughs> can I do recurring charges ACH automatically to my customers using the online invoice tool? Well, you wouldn't. No. If you're doing a recurring charge, wouldn't you use a sales receipt, like You'd a direct debit with, and ACH. With yeah, yep. you wouldn't use an invoice, yep. right? Okay, cool. Because it's not AR. Got it. You wouldn't. No. Um, you would use a sales yeah. receipt automatic and then use quick totally. payment. I mean, you can invoice them so, automatically, but you can't control the payment that's made to that invoice. Right, right. The customer payment is not a recurring transaction option, neither is bill payment or paycheck, but sales receipt. Right. right so cool. Oh, totally. Sales yeah. Receipt. So last one for you. Uh, how about this? We have bookkeeping clients with flat fees that I'd like to invoice them automatically. So it's kind of same thing. Follow, you're you going to do the same of, exact yeah. thing. Yeah, you're going to create a sales receipt right. and you're going to use that automated. You're going to get, you know, obviously you're going to get engagement letter. You're going to get payment authorization form and you're going to put in a recurring sales receipt that automatically either charges, you know, drafts their bank with an ACH, automatic ACH, yeah. or you're going right. to get a credit card so that the, the sales receipt hits their credit card every month, which is what we do at Killball Services. 
we have them sign their right, page you guys order, do that. payment authorization. Yeah. yeah, and that's how we do it. That's how we do everything on all of our monthly bookkeeping fees. And it's a, so, a five-day fund, but that's not a big deal, right? I mean, it's way better than an AR cycle. No, it's a two-day fund. That's a two-day fund. Oh, really? For ACH? I thought it was yeah. five. Oh, wow. Uh, that's fantastic. No, I th I'm pretty I sure it was five with two, the free ACH. I don't know. Okay. I don't know because yeah. I don't have too well, many that are doing either way, ACH. I mean, so maybe it is five days, but and I've never noticed. I don't know. Oh, yeah, the credit card. Okay. Well, hey, I know you got to get to Kansas City with Natasha to get a flight, so we'll we'll stop it here. And we got tons of questions. This is awesome. We got another like three or four pages of questions like next week, and we just keep keep rolling. So very cool. I know we got tons of them. I just have uh, well, I mean, there's one thing that I want to say. Um, yep. <laughs> All right, Stacy, have a safe uh, travel, and Natasha too. We'll All see, right, we'll you. Talk to you, see you guys next week. See you guys next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.